And so today, it is an honor and a privilege to have our main speaker from the Ascension Convention was able to stay over and be here at Christian Life Church today. And we are happy, thrilled, excited to have Reggie Dabbs here. Now, if you don't know who Reggie Dabbs is, let me just tell you about him for just a moment. Back in 1989, he came first to the Ascension Convention and has been a part of what we've been doing. In fact, the Ascension Convention wouldn't be what it is over the years if it wasn't for Reggie and him teaming up with us and, and being a part of the convention and, and speaking to so many lives. And when you think about relationships, we often kind of time our relationships based on months or years. You know, we call them anniversaries, and so we kind of gauge relationships, whether it be marriages or friendships, on the years that we've known someone. But then there's some very special people in your life that you don't just count how many years, you start counting the decades that you've known them. And so from the 1980s, uh, Reggie has been teamed with us to reach kids' lives, and thousands upon thousands of lives over those decades have been impacted. But here's the thing about Reggie. He doesn't just preach in, in youth conferences and churches. God has used him in public schools literally across this nation and across the world. So he hasn't spoken to thousands of teenagers. He has spoken to literally millions upon millions of teenagers, and God has used him in amazing ways, and so I am so excited. Would you stand to your feet, because he has been such a part of our lives for so long, and would you welcome Reggie Dabbs. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? Go ahead and sit down. Go ahead and sit down. Y'all been working too hard this morning. It's okay. It'll be good. It's good to be with you. Happy Easter. It's good. It's good. Now, you know, like 30 years I've been helping with Ascension Convention, and this is the first time they've let me come to your church. I was starting to worry a little bit, all right, but we made it. We're alive, and it's going to be a good day. Now, look, I, I know I'm a black Southern preacher, so y'all, I'm sorry. This is going to be a good day. It's going to be loud up in here, so y'all going to have to do me a favor. First of all, rule number one with having a black preacher from the South in your church, you got to talk to your neighbor. So touch your neighbor right now and say, I got to talk to you today, all right? Matter of fact, this is my favorite thing to do. Look at somebody, look them in the eye and say, all right, all right, all right. Now, now, turn to the person on the other side of you. Do it again. Say, all right, all right, all right. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's real. Oh, we having a good time on Easter. See, Baptist church ain't got nothing on us. Uh, number two, you got to talk to the preacher. Everybody say, come on, Reggie. Oh, somebody say, preach it, brother. Dude, y'all go ahead with you. Look at you. It's like y'all been waiting to be black for a long time. <laughs> that is good. And number three, don't matter who you are, no matter where you are at, you're gonna have a good morning, okay? You're gonna you know what this is? A lot of people, it's a church. No, no, no. This is a hospital for the soul. So when you're in here, you can let your mask fall down. You can let all the things that have happened yesterday, just let it, let it, put it on the shelf for a second and just breathe. So welcome to the hospital for your soul. So everybody breathe in, breathe out. All right, now we can get going. Um, I'm not just a speaker, by the way. If you've, is there anybody here, this is the first time you've ever 
heard me speak live? Raise your hand. First time. Where y'all been? I mean, I just never. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I am a professional saxophone player, okay? So I play this guy, and I have the horn with me. It's a soprano saxophone. If it's okay, can I play a little music for you today? All y'all clapping like you know I'm good. What if I'm bad? What if I had two lessons at 6 o'clock this morning? We'd be in trouble, all right? It would be real bad. But everybody, I like this song. It's a good song on Easter Sunday morning. Everybody say, I'm blessed. Come on, say, I'm blessed. All right, here we go.
Can we do one more? Now, as I look over the room, I notice there's a couple of people with the AARP car. Like me, I got one, I'm 53, I look good though cause black don't crack, word. I'm just saying, all right? So if you older at heart, this song is for you. So if you old and you ain't, you ain't ashamed of it, this is your song. So if you old and you happy, get your phone out, turn on the flashlight and just wave it over your head during this song. But if you that old like me, you need to give your phone to a teenager so they can show you where the flashlight is. It's sad, I know it's sad. But I know y'all know this, so you gotta help me sing it. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? That's black right there. Go ahead, one more time, look at your neighbor and say, all right, all right, all right. Look at your other neighbor and say, it's a good day to be in church. Hey, real fast, if you got a Bible, you want to go to the book of John, chapter 19, verse number 19. The book of John, chapter 19, verse number 19. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I need to let you know that of all the churches to attend on Easter Sunday, you probably have come to the right one. I'm, I'm not, I'm just saying. And I know some of you are like, it's because you're here, right? No. Because I feel the presence of the Lord in this room. And that's good. Because when he shows up, he comes to show out. 
In other words, he wants to touch someone today. Now, before I even read the scripture, I need to let you, because a lot of you are new, know who's talking to you. I'm a little different. <laughs> okay, I'm a lot different. <laughs> I, like Pastor said, I speak in public schools. The numbers are pretty daunting. Every year, the average number of public school students that sees me face-to-face is 1.5 million, okay? And uh, I do a lot of schools, a lot of schools, a lot of states. And then May 14th, I'll fly to New Zealand. We'll do four weeks in New Zealand with 210,000 kids in the assembly programs that we will speak in there. And then we'll do three days in Indonesia. And they're busing kids in Indonesia to hear me speak at the tune of 30,000 per day, three times a, a day for three days. And it's just cool. It's cool. But at eight years old, my mom and dad came to school when I was in the first grade for parent-teacher conference. And when we left the classroom, I noticed all my friends' parents were young. And my parents are like, old. So I ask in the car. I'm in the backseat day in the front. A brother got to know. So I'm like, hey, why y'all old? <laughs> Don't ever do that if you're a kid, all right? <laughs> when we got home, they put me at the kitchen table to have a talk. And that's where they told me I was in foster care. And that they were not my parents. And that my mom kept my brother, his name is Keith, and my two sisters, Annette and Jeanette. And that my mom said I was a mistake and I should have never been born. On that day, something inside me clicked. And from 8 years old to 21 years old, I did not want to live. I was highly suicidal. But I'm not 21, I told you already, I'm 53. Which means something happened. Jesus rose from the grave. And my whole life, I thought it was just a story until the day I realized he did it for me. So on this Sunday morning, this Easter Sunday morning, just let a suicidal person help you. Let me give you what saved me today. Now listen to me, everybody. Look at this way. I'm not normal. I don't preach like you're normal. Next week, you can go back normal, all right? This week, going to be a little different. <laughs> you about to go on a ride. You don't even know it. But there's a few of you I saw last night, and you came back again. Now, think about it. If this is your first time, if somebody came on Saturday, got up and came back Sunday morning, I must have done something really, really good on Saturday night to make them repeat the show again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that should warn you right now that something is going to happen up in this place. So here we go. John chapter 19, verse number 19. The Bible says this, Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. I'll give it to you one more time. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened on the cross, and it read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. All my life I know this story, and you do too. Even the people who don't believe in God know this story. But today, we're going to do it in a little bit different way. Today, I want you to see what God did for you. Notice I didn't say what Jesus did for you. The miracle started with God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If God had never given, it never would have happened. So today, in just a few moments, I don't preach long. I hate preaching long. I want to show you what God did. The love of a father for his son. You see, it goes like this. 
Every day when school ends, a dad every now and then would go by the library and knock on the window and pick his son up from school. The son did not know when his dad was coming, but he knew that if his dad tapped on that window, it was going to be a good afternoon. That means that he got to go with his dad to his job. He got to hang out for the rest of the day with his father. Sometimes a dad couldn't do it. It would just not be good, but every now and then he would make it to where he could be with his son. And as you can see, the love of the father and the son and the son to his father is pretty deep right there. But this boy was a little special. You see, this boy could see things that other people did not see. For example, that day, as they were walking to the trolley, he saw a man in the middle of the day in a robe, house robe and slippers, staring, standing in the road, yelling at the window for a woman to open the door, and she didn't do it. She, instead, she closed the window. She must be Spanish. Don't mess with Spanish women. The boy, even though the crowd just was going from A to B, the boy stopped. He saw what was going on. The dad had to come back and grab his son and say, come on, son, we're going to be late. And even in all that, the boy had enough in him to stop and look back one more time, thinking to himself, what could I do to stop his hurt? What could I do to stop his pain? He's a special boy. He sees things that other boys don't see. He lives the way other boys don't live. He does things a little bit different. The dad knew that. But they had to catch the trolley. And it doesn't matter if the whole trolley was empty. That boy sit on his daddy's lap. But that day there were people. There were people on the trolley. When the boy sit on his father's lap, again, he could see things other people didn't see. He saw a man and a woman. It seemed like the girl didn't want to be there. Now, the man, he's like happy. He's on the phone uh, doing his thing. But why is she so sad? Why does it look like she want to get away? These are the small things that that little boy could see. And his father noticed him. See, the father knew that his son was special. He knew that his son had a gift. He knew that his son would do something special in his life. And the father knew that all I got to do right now is to give him the love and the nourishment that he needs so that when he becomes older, he'll know that he had to love as a child to make him happy. That day, it wasn't raining or anything like that. So they get off the trial and they cut through the forest. And the dad, as they were running through the forest, started asking him questions like, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? How do you, how do you want to work? Do you want to do what I do for a living? And the boy's like, dad, your job is cool. Your job is really, really cool. But I want to help people. I want to help someone. I want to change someone's life. I want someone to be better off because they met me look at me do you know what we do ladies and gentlemen we're all on a train called life we're going from point a to point b getting from one spot to the other and on that train of life every now and then we run into people people who love us people who could help us now i know this train thing is pretty cool but that's what the dad did you see for a train to get you from point A to point B, sometimes you got to go over a bridge. You know what I'm saying? And this dad was the guy who controlled the bridge. This bridge went over a body of water. They lived on one of the oceans. And what he did was simple. 
There was boats with captains who had fishing, and, and they would go shrimping, and they would come in to sell their goods to the marketplace. And so he would raise the bridge so that they can come in with their boats and get them to the market and sell and make money. Then he would lower the bridge so that the, the train with the people can go from point A to point B. He was the bridge conductor. It was a cool job. All he had to do was make sure everything was fine. But on the days that he took his son, it was pretty cool. His son would always be under the window at the bank of the water. His son loved to do one thing, fish. Loved to fish. And the dad had rules. Son, you got to stay under the window. You can throw rocks. You can do your thing. You can catch some fish. I would love you to catch dinner. But just always stay under the, under, under the window so that I can see you while I'm working. And of course, the boy said, yeah, I could do it. So the dad went to work so his friend could go home. The dad had to make sure certain things was good. You see, he had to make sure that the oil was at the right temperature, that there was enough oil to move the gears that move the tons and tons of steel that lifts the bridge up and brings it back down. That's what his job was. Then he had to listen for the phone because there's a number that the boat captains could call to ask if it was clear and it had enough time to get their boat in before the train was scheduled to come through. And that's exactly what happened that day. As the phone rang and the dad picked it up, it was a friend of his, a captain. He said, I'm trying to get in before the afternoon train. And the dad goes, oh, there's enough time. I'll hit the gears and pull it up. Are you here? He goes, I'm ready to come in. Normal day. Everything's fine. He hit the gears. The, the big old thing started churning. And the tons and tons of steel started moving. And the bridge started rising up high into the air. Hey, anybody ever done something? Have you ever ridden a train? Just wave at me if you've ridden a train. I need to let you know something. Trains are cool, but trains are like cars. Like, watch this. Everybody who's ever driven a car, you can answer this one. If you can't, we're taking your car keys before you leave today. Red means, green means, red means, green means. So the whole thing with this dad was, see, when, when the bridge goes up, there's a red light that happens like a mile down the track. When the bridge is down and secure, it's a green light telling the, the engineer on the train that everything was good. And this was cool. There's safety precautions. And you notice the dad, he always keeps an eye on his son. Did anybody see the light? What color was it? Oh, y'all watching me and the screen, aren't you? Is the train slowing down? No. Every time. We think life is going to go our way. Something happens. Have you ever had a day when something happens? You ever have a day when something goes wrong? This would be the day for a father and his only son. The dad's just checking his gauges. He had enough time. But the boy, he could see the smoke and hear the horn. And the, the boy's like, dad, dad, dad. But see, the dad showed the boy everything that he did. And he said, dad, dad, what if you can't get the gears to work? He said, there's a lever in a hatch right by the track. If you pull the red lever, it bypasses everything I do. And it goes down. The bridge goes, the bridge goes back down. Now, you notice the people on the train, they're just doing their thing. Every day they ride that train. Every day I go from point A to point B. Every day, every day, every day. They didn't know that this would be a different day. All of a sudden, the dad, he sees the smoke. The dad, he sees that it's coming. The train's coming. He still has time. But remember, he has one eye on his job and the other eye on his son. 
but his son's not there. His son's gone. He's like, where's my son? Where's he at? Where could he have gone? What is he doing? What is wrong with my son? But the boy had made it to the hatch by the track. All the boy had to do is pull the red lever, and the bridge comes down, and he saves the day. But he fell. He fell into the tracks. And now, all of a sudden, the dad, the father, has to make a choice. Do I save my son? Or do I save the people on the train? Do I save my child? Or do I save them? The dad didn't, he had to make a choice. It was either sacrifice your only son or, or save the people on the train. It all comes down to one smooth move, one choice. Look at me. You can look at me like I'm crazy today, but that's what God did on Friday. He didn't pull the lever. To save his son, he pulled the lever to save us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He made the choice to sacrifice his son for me. Everybody say, he did it for me. Oh, no, come on, say it again. He did it for me. Hey, the thing is today, I am here to be a witness to who Jesus Christ is on Easter Sunday morning. He is, as they wrote on top of the cross, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. But the only reason he's a king is because his father let him die. I need you to watch, though. You're on the train of life, remember? So am I. But you know what God promised? That no matter where we are on the train of life, no matter where we're going, that there will be a moment where our life and his life will hit a crossroads. And you will get to see for yourself who God is and how much he loves you. And no matter where you are on the train of life, no matter where you're riding on the train of life, you may be with your friends, you may be by yourself, you may be just hanging out, it may be another day, it may be another ride, you may be going to see grandma, you may be with your girl or your boy, you may just be going there but wherever you are there will be a time in this life where you come face to face with a loving caring God and you'll have to realize what he did for you. Son what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to save someone's life. I want to save someone's life. I want the world to be a better place because of me and on the train of life wherever you are oh maybe you're in the bathroom Maybe you're going back to your addiction one more time. Maybe you just want one more time. Just one more sin. But even in that bathroom of life, when you look out and see the king, what God did, when you come face to face with the reality of a God who loves you and how much he loves you and the sacrifice he gave for you and what he did for you, when you come face to face with that kind of love, it will, will do only one thing. It will make you want, desire, beg to change. And when you get there, all you can do is let go of the past, drop the hurt, and go to the king. His name's Jesus of Nazareth.
the king of the Jews. And you know what's crazy? That day on the train, they didn't even know. They didn't even know. They're just doing their thing, going their way. Today, this morning, in churches all over the world, everyone celebrated the risen king. And some left the way they came in. But my prayer early this morning before the sun rose was that you cannot leave this room the way you came in Jesus' name. Notice I didn't say in Reggie's name. Oh, no, it's in Jesus' name. I want you to know today how much God loves you. I want you to see today how much he cares about you. But I want you to see something that rarely you can get a glimpse of. On Friday when Jesus died, there had to be a moment when his body was taken off the cross and carried to the tomb. In the spiritual realm, this is what I see. God the Father holding his only son. He did it for you. He did it for me. He did it so that we could find hope. He did it so that we can find life. And today I'm here to tell you that life has a way of fixing itself, but life has a way of fixing itself because of Jesus. See, surely as the sun sets, the sun will rise again. Oh no, not the S-U-N. We're talking about the S-O-N, bro. Sometimes you got to walk your path by yourself. Sometimes you have to find a journey on your own. Sometimes you have to go back and just think about it. And first, the thoughts go like this today. Why would God do that for me? Oh, he didn't do that for me. He did it for somebody else. Why would God let his only son die for me? Oh, he couldn't have. He did it for pastor because pastor's a nice guy. He wouldn't have done that for me. And then you start saying stuff like this. Man, if these people knew who I was, they'd kick me out of this church. But we took care of that already because we said this was a hospital for the soul. And that you can lay down whatever you are and just open your heart up and let him come in today. See, that's what we do, like her. She's thinking, i got to change. How can I change? I can't do it on my own. We all need a savior. We all need a king. His name is Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. And when you realize who he is and what he did for you, it doesn't matter what's happened in your past. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. But God the Father said, I had to let him go so that the world can be saved again. I had to let him die so the world could have hope again. I had to let this happen. And I'm going to show you why. Everybody, somebody in the room, touch your neighbor and say, why? Oh, y'all not with me. Oh, no, y'all stunned, aren't you? My bad. All right. Now you're with me again. Everybody touch your neighbor and say, why? Come on, touch your other neighbor and say, hey, why? Hey, somebody just look at the lady second to the last row and say, hey, why? Okay, let me explain why. You see, God the Father let his only son die. And I'm going to show it to you, okay? He's walking by the train that he saved the people. Now watch, watch, look at the screen. It's going to happen really fast. Did you see him? Oh, you saw him, didn't you? It's going to happen again. There he is. You see, because Jesus became a man, he earned the right to get on the train with us. 
Come on, this is good. This is good. If I was in a black church, the organ would be going right now, okay? It would just be like, it'd be over, all right? I'd have to shout y'all down just to finish my whole thing. So see, whatever you laid down to come into the hospital for your soul, guess what? God let his son know everything about you because he died for you. So because he knows everything about you, he can help you. Because he was on the train with you, he can step into your situation. He can step into your hurt. He can step into your sorrow. He can step into your pain. He can step into your shame. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, all right, all right, all right. And guess what? Then God one day is just going to see how you're doing. He, he likes that. He likes to just drop in on you every now and then and see how you're doing. So you know what? It might happen at an intersection in a busy street someday that he's on one side, you on the other. And all of a sudden, you'll get a glimpse of the king. And he will get a glimpse of you. And then you'll remember. And then you will know. Are y'all ready? Here's what you know. What's she got in her arms? Hello? What does she have in her arms? Huh. And the cool thing is, the Bible says, you must be born again. 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 If I have to put a title on this, this Easter sermon is entitled, It Seems Like Death Has Won. What do you say? Let's finish it. I told you I don't preach long. We're going to beat the Baptist to the buffet. It's the first time that dude said amen all morning long. <laughs> Here it is. Let's go through time. Go all the way back to the book of Genesis. Death reared its nasty head right there. When Cain killed his brother Abel. Then came Noah. He escaped the flood, right? But guess what? That brother still died, didn't he? Seems like death had won. Isaiah was the eagle-eyed prophet who could see thousands of miles and years away, but still... He died. Habakkuk was a prophet who knew God and spoke truth with power. And no matter how close he got to God, he still died. The Bible is full of men and women who served God with fervor. They did what God wanted them to do. But each and every one died. Every time it seems like death wins. And the Bible keeps saying over and over again, over and over again, that love is greater than death. Love is better than death. But every time, it seems like death wins. But I'm here today to tell you that over 2,000 years ago, love rolled up his sleeve and said, wait a minute, death. You've been bullying my people for too long. And they got in the ring like two prize fighters and they went at it. And they fought all over Jerusalem. They rode on top of Calvary. They spoke each other all the way down to the grave. And that's when death jumped up and said, there you go, Jesus. 
I did to you what I did to all of them. I'm too powerful. And death, hell, and the grave started a weekend party that day. It went Friday night and all day Saturday. Anybody ever been to one of those? Put your hand down. You're in church, all right? Are y'all ready? But early Sunday morning. Oh, y'all got to go with me. Just say, it's Sunday. Y'all do know it's Sunday. Touch your neighbor and say, it's Sunday. Touch your other neighbor and say, it's Sunday. Early Sunday morning, God stepped in and said, I'm done with you, death. I'm done with you, hell. I'm done with you, grave. He snatched the keys from all three, and Jesus is alive. And death, death loses. So no matter what you're going through on this Easter Sunday morning, his name is Jesus of Nazareth the king of the Jews and he's alive he's alive he's alive let's pray Jesus thank you for every man and woman here thank you that you love us God I praise you and thank you that you are the way you are the truth and you are the life and no one can go to the father but through you Jesus God thank you for what you did for us but I pray now that you would do your thing change someone's life on this Easter Sunday morning because that's what you came to do for he came to seek and to save that that was lost in Jesus name everybody look at me Romans chapter 10 verse 9 if you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved that's all you have to do some of like but Reggie I've been messed up for years that's why he died and that's why he rose again. Your years are a matter of seconds. And all you have to do is ask. But Reggie, if God's that great, then why am I in so much pain? Because God gave you a free will. A free will to choose him or reject him. Every hurt and pain that comes our way is a result of someone rejecting him. I am not going to hurt someone else. That's why I choose Jesus. And today, it's your turn. But Reggie, I've done this many times. That's good. Aren't you glad he loves you enough to give you another chance? Somebody say, all right, all right, all right. But Jay, hey, I got you. It's Easter Sunday. We ain't going to hurt you here. It's all good. You're at the hospital. Why would we hurt what we're trying to fix? We're going to do it together. There are people in this room who love Jesus more than anything. And they remember the day that they said the prayer, asking God to forgive them. And you know what they're going to do today? They're going to say it with you. So from the front to the back, from the left to the right, we're all saying this prayer together. You ready? You know if you need to say this prayer. Everybody, bow your head, close your eyes, and let's let Jesus change us. Let's let Jesus do what he came to earth to live and to die and to rise again for, to save that that's his lost. So everybody say, Jesus, with my mouth, I declare you, Jesus, are the Son of God. In my heart, help me believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. I'm sorry for what I've done and where I've turned. But today, Easter Sunday, I choose Jesus. I turn to the cross. I turn to the King. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And because of you, I have life. 
because of you, I have hope. I believe in Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Amen.